We did have an amazing interview. I have to tell you, she sent me the questions late last night that she wanted to pursue. I was so impressed. The questions are really great. They were very thoughtful questions. They pointed to someone who is a thinker and someone who is reaching for, you know, the spiritual ground you and I have talked about and worked on. She comes out from that ground, the, the, the ground of self-inquiry. This is the perfect way to start your day, start your business, start your life, change your mentality, understand where your powerfulness comes from. She can help you get there. She gives great advice. She has so much wisdom, so much that you can learn from her. I feel more powerful, in control, and more creative after listening to Sabrina's podcast. I wish I were creating this podcast. Welcome to the Success with Sabrina podcast, sponsored by Time Strategic Consulting Group. Hear from successful businessmen and businesswomen and how they became successful sharing tips and techniques with you to foster change and build success with ease and flow, helping you overcome your toughest trials and biggest challenges to finally go for it and make money and create the epic life that you deserve. To get more information about our consulting, public speaking, and business success membership club, go to www.timestrategic.com. Hello, everyone. Sabrina here with Success with Sabrina podcast. And today I have Andrea. And Andrea, your last name, oh my, <laughs> German, what is it? It is originally, yes, it's Fleischfresser, but uh, it's all good. No worries about it. Yeah, so Andrea is actually from my home state in Brazil. So we're, we're like, we grew up um, not too far away from one another. Right. And, I'm so excited to have you here on the show today because you're actually the first coach that um, works because we we focus mostly on business owners. And so mm -hmm. first coach that we're going to be speaking with that actually works with uh, executives and people that are uh, in HR and things like that. So I'm so excited to dive into this because, you know, throughout the years and we've owned several businesses, I have noticed that. Most of the employees that are able to grow in our businesses and be promoted and things like that are usually the type of people that see the value of investing in themselves. Uh, they mm -hmm. see the value of investing in a coach and developing the skills, especially the leadership skills that it takes to be in an organization and to be able to grow and to learn and lead people, right? And right. get the results that we're trying to to accomplished in our businesses. Um, so it, it's it's such a tremendous value for people to work with someone like you, like you that have 20 years of experience in this field, uh, that have worked with several people, helping them to change their character so that they are better leaders and to have strategies uh, how they can really take their career, I guess, to the next level, right? I think that's really yeah. what everyone wants. And the first question that I want to dive into, because, you know, we're all about success. This is what we focus on. And I wanted to know from you, what is your definition of success? Well, it's a great, great question. And first of all, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure being here. And um, 
And the definition of success, I believe that is something that uh, could be different, as you said, and it could be different for each one of us. And it all, all depends on what uh, is important for us in our lives. So for me, my definition of success is being able to do it, to do what I love, which means support people and making people, supporting people in helping them to be the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. So I see that is um, when I see that my work is being recognized, that my clients are satisfied, happy with the, uh, with themselves. And I see this accomplishment that I am with what I share with them, the support that I give, uh, I can make a difference to someone else's life. So for me, this is a huge success. And if we talk about a success in a more, um, even a success as a money metrics, like in a number metrics, more we, we are able to create an impact in other people's lives. And we have this uh, with this purpose. We're doing this with open heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will attract more people to ourselves. Absolutely. You know, we will attract the kind, when we do the work on ourselves, mm-hmm kind of team like real team players right like people that we can um that we that appreciate um not only you know i i I think i heard this once that it's being said that like in the military especially in the navy i think the navy guys say this right that in the navy you have two salaries right uh one is the real one you know but the other one is being part of that community and being mm, one of the, the people in the front end and, and things like that, right? Um, so I think with everything in life and, it, and, and especially at our careers and our jobs, it's important for us to find, um, yes, obviously, you know, the compensation has to be right and we have mm-hmm. our value, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that we get what we want, but also like what else in your team is attracting the right kind of player? Okay. And so that is why, you know, the leadership uh, factor uh, plays a major role really in attracting the right kind of people and keeping them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really cool. Um, now, what can a leader do to become more effective with people? Beautiful question again. Um, what happened, even going uh, um, with what you, we shared before with the metrics of success, what most of the times happen that uh, and this was my story as well i used to work in hr and i used to like hr but i was noticing after 10 12 years that was something that it was not in alignment with that work in myself and consequently i was not being successful because i was not uh, being my full self i was not using my full strengths Mm-hmm. And you no, know, and owning who I I am, and doing that work. So, uh, answer your question now. We can become leaders. Can become a better leaders for their team and even for themselves when they start to working on themselves. Mm-hmm. When they start to recognizing 
what are their strengths, even what their weakness, what they need to work on. What we are women beings. We are always in progress. We are always learning and development. I had a supervisor, like my first supervisor, six years ago. He said this thing that is very strong, but he said, when you are done, no, if you think you are done, you are over. Something like this, there is, it's like you are dead, you know, because we are never done. We are always in progress. So a great leader, leader is the one who sees his areas of development and work on yourself, in himself, to support others as well. Yes. Now, um, Andrea focuses on leadership, uh, but she also focuses on cross-cultural. Um, Correct. And, and I think this is it's such an important topic because as the globalization and we live in a world that is so accessible nowadays um, and um, more and more diversity, right? Working with teams and people that think differently, right? Mm-hmm. Like this aspect has such great value and positive things when it comes to diversity and working teams with different people, it also can create so many different challenges. Absolutely. <laughs> beautiful paradox, right? And so about that, Andrea, because I know you, you've lived in Italy for many, many years. Um, you're from Brazil. Now you live in the U.S. and you work mm-hmm. with people from all over the world. Right. Um, in your cross-cultural work with your clients, do you teach them about the cultures? Like what exactly do you do when you approach this, I guess, uh, topic? Yes, thank you for asking this. So this was, uh, again, part of the working on myself and knowing that uh, what before for me was, I was seeing as a weakness, my weakness of uh, having an accent and not being fluent uh, in the language of all these self-doubts that we put in our heads sometimes. Mm-hmm. I... Learning about myself, being aware of myself, I was able, even now, again, with this success question, I was able to use this, my uniqueness, as part of my success. Owning who I am, this was not my unique weakness anymore, but this is my strengths. So I bring in my work also part, as you shared, Sabrina, also part of my personal background and professional background, for sure. I'm originally from Brazil, lived in Italy, and I've been here in the U.S. for eight years now. And since I started work as a coach, my my clients uh, started since the beginning um, being clients from different nationalities, French, German, uh, Japanese, Mexican, and of course, Italy, Brazil, U.S. And I'm such to recognize how we, because, as you said, because of the globalization, how we can be very similar in so many ways, like we have families or not, but we work, run errands, and do similar things. At the same time, we have differences, cultural differences. Yeah. So, as you said, as part of my work in the leadership development, I help my clients to recognize these cultural differences, which is not 
see and help them to understand that it's not about the bad and good, what is better of the other, but seeing that the different can be good. So in the cross-cultural, we have what we call cultural values. So it's main cultural values that we work with our clients, identifying what their own cultural values and what is the cultural values of their home country and the country that they are living, or their teams as well. Um, so, for example, I have a client right now that she is originally from Hong Kong, but she was raised here, and her team is all um, Chinese, Pakistan, American. She has a big uh, multicultural teams, and in the cultural values as well, we, one of the 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 values that we talk about is the difference of communication. So some cultures, they have a direct communication. For example, Americans, they are considered themselves, Americans are considered direct communication, which is the communication is precise, direct, like short sentence, very not to the point. Some other cultures, let's say Asian cultures, uh, as South American or even Middle East, uh, they have an indirect communication. So the communication is much more sophisticated. We use uh, what you call the messages in, in between the lines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we use a lot of more words to communicate. And most of the time, there is this misunderstanding between these two cultures because the way they communicate verbally or even in the written emails, for example, would be different. Yeah. And so many others. So I bring this awareness to them in order they can understand the other side instead of judging or gener generalizing. Yeah, and it's it's really like a skill that needs to be taught and learned. Um, mm -hmm. I funny there's a story that uh, so I when I was 16 years old I was an exchange student in Denmark right mm. Scandinavia like it's a very common thing to go for walks um, but the funny thing about this story is that I, I heard um, is that this guy he was uh, married he was Italian and married to a Swedish woman wow. and, and when they came to visit her family for the first time uh, the father was like hey after eating you know dessert they had just finished eating the father said would you like to go for a walk in the woods? You know, and that's a very like common thing you know, to do, right? But coming from Italy, he's like, like we don't invite people to go for a walk. No. Like, what are you gonna do? No, but it was just fun, you know, hearing the story and thinking about like there's so much being said without mm -hmm. words. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, but I want to go back, Andrea, to one uh, thing that you touched upon, because I think that's so valuable. You know, you talked about looking at yourself and your life and everything that you've been through and, and use that as strengths. Right. And not mm -hmm. weaknesses, and, and really leveraging that confidence instead of um, trying to shy away from things because um, you're, you know, People are going to buy from you because they like you. They're going to work with you because they like you. And uh, and you is a combination of everything that you've been through, right? Mm -hmm, absolutely. That of like, you know, um, I can do 
anything if I have a creative mind, right? And I'm persistent and I'm open and I'm loving, right? Um, so one example that I wanted to give you, it kind of came to mind as a story that, so mm-hmm. I, I started my career still when I was in college, going to school here in America, selling door-to-door pest control agreements. And I remember that, you know, at first I was like, so scared also because of my accent, you know, and then I realized actually that it, it was actually a strength because people were, they were staying longer with the door open, trying to understand what I was saying. <laughs> it was like, you know, an advantage because I could, you know, leverage that. Right. Uh, but the funny story really is when I made a sale to a deaf couple. So I knocked on wow. the door and I said, um, I said, Hey, I'm here, you know, with this company, pest control, killing the bugs, whatever, right? And they started sign language. And I was like, oh, no, I don't I don't speak sign language. But instead of leaving, what I did is I wrote on the paper and I said, I'm here, you know, to, you know, just sign up a few of your neighbors to get rid of the ants and spiders. And so they smiled and they wrote back like, oh, we have a company. We're not interested, right? And then I, I didn't give up. Like, I didn't leave. I just wrote again, like, you know, and I started the communication all in written, right? Well, they were such a sweet couple. They were both deaf. They invited me over. We sat in the kitchen. Wow. I made the sale. At the end of the, the, the period that I was there with them, they were telling me that even their dog is deaf. <laughs> so it was such a cute, you know, experience. And, and it taught me, you know, that nothing is impossible. If you really want to communicate with someone, right. you have to be so open-minded, right? And you can really, so that was like my proudest sale out of all the sales that I've ever accomplished in my life. And I've sold some pretty big contracts, you know, that wasn't even one of the biggest ones, but it's just, um, it's one of my proudest sales because it, it taught me so much, you know, about persistence, about being open, right? So it's really, really cool the work that you're doing, you know, to help people to learn how to communicate better. Yes. And- and believing that there are no limits, I think that would be you absolutely, know, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what are the most important skills? Going back to the leadership topic, because guys, mm-hmm. you know, the ones that are going to be watching this on the replay, we're going to keep going back and forth between leadership and cross-cultural <laughs> because that's really is mm-hmm. highest strength. Um, so, in terms of leaders, um, what is the most important skill for you that you think that a leader needs to develop or acquire? Wow. Let me tell me if you agree with me or not. So, yeah. so like for me, like one of the things that because I'm a talker, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> one of the biggest things that I had to learn was to generously listen, right? Mm-hmm. Listen with a generous heart. Um, mm-hmm. and so that was like a quality. I think that for me, as far as leadership is concerned, once I was able to really listen, um, I got so much more ahead with my teams, you know, to actually get their agreement in what we were trying to accomplish. And so they were owning it. Right. And things just Mm -hmm. so much better than trying to have expectations and come to people, um, you know, with this so set in stone plan on on how you want things to turn out. Right. So being more open to the how, being more uh, open to generously listen. Uh, what would you say? Would you agree that this? Yes, I totally agree with you. Is actually what is coming to my mind is what most people ask to work on, and I believe that's very important is communication skills. So I have also a story. One of my clients, he started saying, "I want to." Um, communicate better I need to communicate better with my team or in big tables etc and then 
we start talking about and after I asked him, so how are you listening? And he said, wait exactly what he said, Sabine. He said, what are you talking about? I said, yes, in order for us, now for you to communicate well, we need to learn how to listen. And then we talk about the listening and the listening skills. And this was before Valentine's Day. So the exercise, now his homework, now the exercise, it was practice the listening skills. And it was um, during the, the, in our last, next session, it was after Valentine's Day. And he was 55 years old man, like with grown up kids. He shared with me that he practiced his listening skills during the Valentine's dinner with his wife. <laughs> and he was so adorable. He said, my wife wants to send you some flowers because she was so happy that finally I listened to her. And, uh, and this is so true because uh, we all, all of us, we live in a, we are so busy in our to-do list we are so busy in our lives with these phones now we are texting each other the kids learn how to text the teenagers not not talking about other social media that people know uh, the teenagers or young people use just for texting or quick chats and people we are forgetting how to communicate we are forgetting how to stay with each other. And as you said, Sabrina, and listening and listen to intend to understand, like the Stevie Covey uh, quote says, no, most people listen to intend to respond. They don't listen to intend to understand. So we need to pause now be very mindful as leaders to uh, stay present and listen to intend to understand in you how to communicate and i'm gonna dive a little deeper with this andrea because mm -hmm. you know, sometimes like as we're like let's you know if we're in a position that we have several people under us and like you said our to-do list is endless right mm -hmm. so much going on right and you have to drive business obviously right wow. i think the hardest thing for leaders is that sometimes there are unrealistic expectations that are set with a communication pattern. Mm -hmm. And so they say, um, you know, they, they sometimes start conversations at the wrong time when they're not properly, I guess, uh, equipped to take the time, right? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I think, too, that it's hard for leaders to even decide and set aside that much time because they're like, my gosh, like, we're just going to sit here and I'm going to generously listen when there's like all of this to get done. Like, why can't they just get it? Like, why can't they just like whatever? Right. Um, and so, you know, getting like what, what would you say to a leader like that that is struggling to figure it out how to listen, how to drive business at the same time and is struggling with the understanding that. It takes time to build leaders, right? Um, so what is it, like, what would you tell them? How would you help them perhaps develop a different perspective so that they can do a better job at listening? Thank yes, you. yes, thank you for asking this. And in the society nowadays, now especially here in the American society, time is um, 
it's money, as they say now. So people don't want to waste time. And this is such doing multitasking and doing so many things at the same time. And consequently, they don't do things in a good way. They are less productive, less focused, and less efficient. So one time a client asked me, how can I multitask better? And say, we cannot multitask better. No, we need to. This is a different mindset. So really the idea of working their mindfulness and help them to understand that if I become more present with myself, uh, more mindful of not who, who I am, who is the person in front of me, I will be more productive, more creative, and more effective with my work and with more team. Uh, some organizations as well, uh, one example is Salesforce, for example, that they implement a mindfulness room in each floor of their new headquarters. So that, and exactly because of that, because mindfulness is proven that can have a huge influence in leaders' productivity. Yeah, so it's like, you know, I guess that the mindset would be, you know, you take one step back and you do something that might, you might not see the results like immediately, uh, but it will, it will set you ahead, far ahead. Mm -hmm. long, exactly, right? exactly, exactly. What you were just talking about, Andrea, is that referring to executive presence? Because I, I, I read this term on your bio and I found mm -hmm. like, an interesting term is that what you're referring to like to being present is that or is it something else executive present there is different ways that we can describe and there is also different um, needs now it depends of someone what is the need uh, executive presence could be the presence as even body language you know how will present myself this could be in a presentation now that I, how I use my body now to, to talk uh, now in a room or could be in a meeting or uh, etc. Executive president can also come with the communication skills. There is no this, um, how can I use again my strengths and this, um, this uniqueness that I have in, uh, improving this communication in order that I will be um, more influential as a leader. Yes, absolutely. That, uh, and also there is a holistic approach. Like you look at everything that could improve that, that positive exactly. and you work. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, can you give me an example of a time um, that you, you were working with someone that was actually working with a difficult employee and um, and what were some of the th the strategies that were um, implemented to to shift things around? Oh, that's that's a good one. I use the example now because of the topic of, of the cross cultural. So one of the uh, it's very interesting when there is these challenges with uh, an employee or a team member. What most most happen, people sometimes uh, take personally, right? So I have this client that he's American, 
and he was going to uh, work in in East Europe. And uh, as we know, most of the countries in East Europe, they are very hierarchical because of the um, political system. Um, So, and this American, as you know, is much more egalitarian in organizations, like the the relationships is much more equal, right? So he was going there a few times and he, in in his mind, in his mindset, he was not having a good, relationship he said to me andrea i'm trying to ask my team how what they want know now with this reorganization what's important for them but they won't uh, they won't care with me they don't tell me <laughs> so he was taking very serious personally no it's it's what is no what is wrong with me and then i told him they won't tell you and then he was, what are you talking about? And so this is really about, you know, something very cultural. You now in American society, it's very easy to people raise their hands, brainstorming. The leader can come and say, what do you guys think? And it's easy for the team to share ideas, etc. In some other cultures, more hierarchical cultures, they respect really this hierarchical level. So the team is was expecting him as they lead their boss to tell them what they will need to do. Yeah. yeah. So we need to work all in this uh, building trust with their team, creating this uh, connection with them in order that they will be, because they, of course his, as his question was, was how can I do this? Now, how can I will know what is important for them? Mm-hmm. And I said to him, is he starting with building trust? Um, yeah, building the relationship. So. Very interesting work. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's just that, and then there you go, right? Now he was coming from an understanding and he could approach mm-hmm. the situation a little differently and get ahead, right? Exactly. So how do you help employees grow and develop um, in their careers, especially when um, they are working with, um, you know, in, 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 I guess, like organizations that, are not necessarily telling them, right? Like the roadmap, mm-hmm. like there's not a blueprint. Mm-hmm. Like, so they don't exactly. know exactly how to, like some organizations are are great in the sense that they they, they kind of show you, um, you know, exactly mm-hmm. the path. And then you just go like, okay, I just follow this and then I'm going to get there, right? And others not, right? Like it's mm-hmm. just pure and people don't know exactly how to get ahead. Um, where would you tell someone to start? If they were a little confused, they want to they want to grow they want to um you know become um a leader um but they don't even know how to get that done yes this is this is a great question because this is the beginning of everything i believe that this is really the base uh of the coaching and the base of us human beings and starting to know our core values Mm-hmm. So I, I, as I mentioned, my experience, I noticed the difference when I know I discovered my values, my core values. I understood that why 
my job in HR was not uh, in alignment with myself. So mm -hmm. when we understand the values, so in coaching, we say that the values is really the compass that guide us in every decision that we make. The, the values give us this clarity to our direction, to, to see our lives clear. And as we know, even organizations, they have their values. What are the values of the organizations? Or even the team, uh, the, the, the function, etc. So what happened in these situations of uh, the employee, they are not performing or there are some issue with the team, etc. It's all about going to what are the values of the organization and what is the values of the person. Yeah. And sometimes... Align, right? Does it align? Sometimes it doesn't align. And sometimes they notice, oh, this is why... Now I have more clear to maybe switch path, no, going to another direction, or see what is what some areas that I need to improve. Yeah, absolutely. Now tell me about um, your experience in coaching so many people throughout these years. Uh, what is the best leader or manager that you've ever worked with, and why or what did you, what did you like about them? Uh, there are so many, but I remember a few that I remember. I love also, I love working with young leaders, but I also love uh, work with, uh, um, let's say, older leaders, experienced leaders, okay, where they are in a certain age that they are very knowledgeable with who they are, at the same time, they are really willing to learn. I think this willingness, I love working with people that they are open to learn, mm -hmm. that they see the coaching process as an opportunity to develop and to become a better, a better leader, and not just a better leader, because in my coaching style and with the companies that I work with as well, we believe that we are a whole person. So when we are working your professional development, leadership development, it's not just about your career. You are working yourself as a person. So you become a better father, mother, uh, sister, brother, whatever, uh, the, um, I know, husband, wife, you become a better person for yourself and others. That is so interesting that you brought that up because my the last question that I wanted to ask you um, <laughs> exactly about that. In what ways uh, can people demonstrate leadership outside of the office? Actually, Excel. Oh, this is this is for me. It's um, what is most I'm most passionate about. Actually, my coaching school and my leadership school is the Coactive uh, Training Institute, and we do believe that everyone is a leader. So we don't need to be a leader, or have a team or work on organizations to be a leader. So we can, we say that a leader is someone who is, a, who is responsible for their actions, responsible for the world. So this is where leadership starts. Leadership starts at your home. It's, it's about uh, 
um, being responsible for your actions in the society. It's, uh, it's simple actions that you can take to bring an impact in other people's lives. Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful work. Andrea, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. Thank you. Such important um, you know, conversations about leadership, success, about uh, cross-cultural. Um, I love all of this. Um, love it. Um, you're awesome. Keep it Thank up. You. Thank you. It was so much fun. Thank you, Sabrina. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. To join our free Facebook group and access the links and resources mentioned in the shows and much more, go to www.sabrina-gagnon.com. That is G-A-G-N-O-N. You will become a member of a private Facebook group dedicated to providing the best practices, skills, and strategies to grow your business. And remember, we all have natural advantages that comes from our instinctive power. You are perfectly created to accomplish so much. Let's challenge the status quo and create a business and life you love. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.